Welcome to Pop Culture Legends, a mini-series from Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. Pop Culture Legends explores the spaces in between mainstream and esoteric across the world of media. There's a lot to unbox across video games, movies, TV, and comic books. We hope you enjoy these spaces in between those spaces. Today we discuss how a missing person in a 1975 film about a very large shark could be connected. This unlikely scenario has generated buzz across the internet with amateur sleuths desperately trying to solve the case. Due to the very graphic nature of this content, we do stress caution and listener discretion. If you've never heard of the race point dunes of Provincetown, Massachusetts, you're missing a scenic yet lightly traveled trail that overlooks Cape Cod Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. Its beaches and unique scenery make it a serene destination, a relative getaway tucked into the northeastern United States. The location is known for its bird watching, guided tours, and officially is included in the Cape Cod National Seashore. Needless to say, it's a heavily advertised spot by the vacation planning industry. Despite its beauty, carried a dark secret on July 26, 1974. During the morning hours of this particular Friday, a 12-year-old girl walking with her family dog made a grisly discovery. While taking a break on the trail, something had caught the attention of her dog, who had begun acting strangely and darted off the path into the dunes. Naturally, the young girl chased after her pet, not knowing about the horror she was about to uncover. At first, she thought they had found a deer carcass, but upon closer inspection, she had actually found the mangled, nude body of a woman discarded just steps away from the popular hiking trail. The victim was estimated to have been there for two, possibly three weeks. There were two sets of footprints by her body and tire tracks led away from the scene. Among her belongings were a pair of jeans, a glittery hairband, and a blue bandana, which we'll return to later. Many have also pointed out that her nails were pink, but they often neglect to tell which nails they were, as this unfortunate woman had her hands and forearms removed in a very likely effort to prevent fingerprints from being used to identify her. Her head was nearly decapitated, her face was made to look unrecognizable, and several of her teeth were also missing. All that investigators were able to determine was that she had a heavy amount of dental work, which they theorized that she was likely affluent, either from a rich area nearby, possibly New York. Further investigation into the corpse discovered blunt force trauma to her head but that there were no signs of struggle. This likely meant that she knew who her captors were, and police further made assumptions that she was asleep at the time of her death, as there were no indications of defensive wounds. It was likely that she had been murdered elsewhere and then moved to this location based on their hypothesis. After exhausting several leads, including approved vehicles that were allowed to be on the dunes, tips from the public, and even exhuming the victim for DNA testing, very little was able to be determined 
as to who this woman was. She was estimated to be anywhere from 25 to 40 years of age, and with nothing else to go off of, she was labeled simply as the Lady of the Dunes. While a case like this wasn't forgotten by the peoples of Provincetown, it would unfortunately stay unsolved despite multiple police chiefs taking over. One fact remained true, however, no matter who was investigating the case. This was a horrific murder. The full details of which even we won't share. If you do decide to investigate independently, there are elements of assault in this cold case that some listeners may find disturbing. No matter when it occurred, it shook this small town to its core and has stayed in the public eye even 50 years later. So why would we start off by mentioning a large ill-tempered shark and its connection to this case? In today's age, webthus have become increasingly more resourceful, helping solve long dormant cases and tirelessly working where police simply cannot dedicate enough time. One of these webthus ended up being Joe Hill, son of the acclaimed horror writer Stephen King. In 2015, Hill helped inspire widespread speculation based on the 1975 film Jaws, particularly its connections to being shot in Martha's Vineyard, just 100 miles south of where the Lady in the Dunes would be discovered. Specifically, parts of this film had been shot between May and October of 1974, the same year the Lady had been found amongst the dunes. This detail makes Jaws relevant, but we'll cover it in just a minute. For now, we'll focus on a specific extra during the film's 4th of July beach scene that highly resembles that of our victim. Remember the blue bandana we mentioned earlier? Joe Hill did, and while watching the film, spotted a young woman wearing jeans and a similar blue bandana. While coincidence would be more than enough to discredit a theory such as this, a composite drawing of the 1974 victim bears an incredible likeness to this specific extra in Jaws. The physical appearance of this extra, while paired with evidence available to the public, has inspired many to go back and watch this specific scene in an effort to hopefully find a connection. Hill described the revelation by saying, Suddenly I tingled all over and came halfway out of my seat, and for just the barest of a moment I thought I had seen her. Despite his findings, however, authorities working the case urged Webb Sluice to notice that in 1974, the attire worn by both our victim and the Jaws extra were quite common. While it is possible that this could indeed be the same person, there's almost no way to truly be able to determine it based on the hundreds of thousands of people who were here at the same time during the summer break. While Hill's jaw-dropping experience has helped add fuel to a five decades long fire, even he pointed out what his observation could mean. He goes on to say, Part of me thinks that my subconscious mind is so programmed, so trained to quickly generate ghost stories, that that's all I've done here. After Hill's comments, Carl Gottlieb, screenwriter for Jaws, provided technical notes on the scene, including its specific filming of May 25th, 1974. This would place the extra 100 miles south of where the victim was found, specifically two months before she was discovered. The estimation that her victim had been deceased two to three weeks at the time she was found 
has sparked theories that she could have stayed in the area after filming before she met her demise. Like many cold cases, unfortunately, just as quickly as leads arise, they also turn into more dead ends. Jaws producers have no records of extras in the film. The original casting director, Shari Rhodes, passed away in 2009. Despite these setbacks, however, detectives and authorities still work this case, even five decades after it first opened. The Lady of the Dunes would be exhumed in 2000 for additional evidence to hopefully create a DNA profile needed to one day identify her. These efforts continued into the 2010s to create more accurate facial composites, and research still continues. In hope of keeping attention on this case will one day lead to its resolution, Joe Hill had an interview in 2018 with Esquire and offered these words to readers. A woman died, and she's never been identified. She's someone's daughter, and you have to hope sooner or later there will be a resolution. But I keep wondering, how come that woman in Jaws, if she's not the Lady in the Dunes, why hasn't she, or someone that knows her, come forward to say, this is me? Meredith Labour, a lead detective for the Provincetown Police Department, believes that while some murders are never solved, she refuses to believe that this is one of them. In an interview with The Globe, Labor believes that when the victim was identified, it's likely the killer would follow suit. Warren Tobias, a retired chief on the case, also hopes for resolution, stating that he knows there's a murderer out there somewhere on the loose, but there's a family out there that needs closure. Unfortunately, this is where the mystery of the Lady of the Dunes stays, for now. Despite a consistent level of exposure, awareness, and public interest in this case, it remains unsolved. Rumors of mobsters, drug dealers, serial killers, and supposed confessions have all been offered up as possible explanations for the events of that day. These rumors continue to be just that. Will the Lady of the Dunes case ever be solved? It is possible. For now, the next time you watch Jaws, look a little closer. Maybe you could be the one who recognizes this extra. Maybe you could be the one who helps the case get closer to a resolution. Until then, we hope that modern technology can catch up. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Legends, a digital dissection miniseries. Be on the lookout for future episodes as we explore the relative unknown as some of the best stories lie just outside the mainstream periphery. If you like this short story, why not like, subscribe, and comment as part of the Digital Dissection community. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our dynamic content on YouTube. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear more from you at digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep on dissecting. And if you're next year in a movie, please tell someone about it so we know where you are. <laughs>